You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today, uh, we've got an awesome guest. I actually met him over the weekend, an amazing mastermind group, and I said, hey, Jock, we got to get you on our podcast. You got massive value to add to our listeners in a really cool niche area that I think is going to impact potentially millions of lives uh, because of these, the ongoing efforts of fertility and women not being able to have the the, the family that they want to have. And so we're going to be talking about that a lot today, uh, really focusing on, on that. But uh, Dr. Jock Moser, great to have you on here, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's good to be on here. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And so, Jack, I want our listeners today to help understand where you came from, kind of your journey from where you started at to where you are now, uh, being able to help women in fertility and their struggles with that. Sure. I mean, you know, obviously my, my professional training is that I'm a chiropractor. So came out of chiropractic school. Uh, I was working in one of the largest chiropractic clinics uh, in, the, in the world, as far as I know. And uh, it just seemed like there was something that may have still been missing. And I don't know if I brought this story up to you or not. Uh, the one patient who we were adjusting pretty consistently, uh, she had the healthy diet. She was, you know, she was exercising. She was trying to do everything that we were teaching her to do. But every time we'd adjust her, she looked like she was getting sicker and sicker. And, you know, I was like, this is just very strange. Like, I know the power of the adjustment. It can do phenomenal things. But what, what is missing here? So just a quick summary of that, I migrated back out to my hometown in Pittsburgh and this family had reached back out to me and they're like, you know what, um, you know, so-and-so isn't doing too hot. Um, is there any way that we can run some of these functional tests that you do and see if you can help her? I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. So I sent her down a stool test and uh, by the time she got the stool test and run it, she was in and out of like a three-day coma. And that would, you know, hit me pretty hard because I mean, I'd seen this patient, you know, pretty consistently for four years. She was like a family member to me. And by the time we got the result back, we actually got a fax from the health department notifying us that if anybody came in contact with her, that they had to immediately get tested as well because this infection was in fact deadly. She ended up passing very soon after. And it was one of those things where you know, I knew I needed to bring it into my practice. And so I've been studying intensely on this stuff almost to a fault where uh, I'm just constantly trying to take in more and more. And it's really made a huge impact on my patients up here across the country. Uh, we talked about my, my Amish patients as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really made kind of a profound impact for everybody that I've touched, you know, in the office. Uh, that's awesome. And so now where you are now, you're located up in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. exactly. And so, yeah, I want to have you share that story of how you got introduced to the Amish people <laughs> And, uh, and just that journey there, because I think that's really important because it's not always about how long we live in life. It's about mm -hmm. the quality of life we have while we're here on this earth. And so there's a lot of worse things than dying. And it's called, you know, being, having no quality of life, being in a nursing home the last 10 years of your life. And, and we really want to help people live to their fullest potential because while you or I, or the, the patient, whatever, we, none of us have control over when 
the Lord's going to take us, we do have more control over how our bodies are going to react and the quality of life we have while we're here. So can you yeah, share that story with us? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's a funny story. So when we came up here, we thought everything, you know, we had all of our ducks in a row. And, and I remember my wife and I, Megan, we were, uh, we were out at the dog park and we were like, you know what? Business isn't picked up all that much yet. So let's just spend time pouring into the family. Let's take our dogs to the park. Let's just hang out. And at the time I was using my, my personal cell phone as my office phone. So I get a phone call from somebody and they're like, Hey, I heard that you know how to do things with functional medicine. And my, my father uh, got diagnosed. He had about two months to live. He has prostate cancer. Can you help him? I'm like, well, perfect. Uh, yeah. Like, so let's, let's talk about this. You know, I don't know if I can help him yet, but I can definitely test him and see, you know, what, what we can do for him. And, you know, from, from Pittsburgh to out where they're at, it's about a two and a half hour drive. So these guys packed up everybody in the family, came down and kind of did like an interview with me to see if they trusted me. You know, they had been to the Cleveland Clinic. This guy had, uh, and at the time, I didn't know this, he had a medical castration where they just took his, his boys because they were so worried about, about the prostate cancer. Jeez. So talk about, you know, that quality of life. There was next to nothing. He withered away into, you know, just like a very frail individual. So we ran some tests on him, you know, that we run on a lot of our patients, stool analysis, food sensitivity analysis, a couple other cancer marker panels, and uh, cardiometric metabolic just uh, his level of inflammation in the body and through you know the time they would come they were getting adjusted three times a week traveling over um for a consistent amount of time we did a retest he actually gained two and a half inches of height from uh getting adjusted with me which he which he loved and his quality of life just skyrocketed it was just absolutely unbelievable and then the worst thing and i was told this you know by by my mentor down in, in texas the worst thing that a patient can ever receive is the exact results that they were intending to get. Because as soon as they get those results, they think that they've hit that plateau and they're good and they can kind of take a step back and go back to that lifestyle that they were living before. So he started making some poor life decisions, poor life choices, and he wasn't as, as you know, all in as he was before. And this is coming on about a year and a half, two years in, and his cancer starts coming back and he starts going downhill and He's still coming in, still getting adjusted, still feeling well. It was just at his body. Like you said, you know, it's, it's up to God when, when he chooses to, to take us from this, this planet. And it was, it was his time. And so I remember I still go out and adjust out in Sugar Creek. And I remember that I don't know if it was a divine thing, but I, I go out on Fridays. And that Friday and already had in my schedule to go out and adjust he passed on i think it was that that wednesday or that thursday and the viewing was on that friday now i know some about the the amish culture but i don't know or didn't know what their their funeral processions were and so i was there i'm in dress down clothes i have like a t-shirt and some jeans on i'm like you know what i'm gonna go say hi to the family and see what this takes and, and what they're doing and I came through and it's kind of like this assembly line and it's very, it's very intimate. There's a lot of people there, the entire family members, you walk down this little bifold like T wall, the caskets over in the corner. I'll still remember. And I turned the corner and you have the, the male family. So the husband's family on one side and, and the wife's family on the other. And you go through and you're shaking hands, shaking hands, shaking hands, saying, I'm sorry for your losses. And there's probably about a hundred people, 50 and 50 on each side. And I'm just, I'm breaking down, crying. The, the widow, you know, my other patient, because she became a patient too, she stood up and hugged me. His son stood up and hugged me. Like, I'm kind of getting emotional talking about it. But 
it was that day that they basically told me that, you know, I've been accepted as a part of that family. And so I've been really doing a lot of work with the Amish culture. I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that I'd be out there helping these guys, but they're some of the most amazing people that I've come across because they're always in search of health, no matter what it takes, they're willing to do it. Um, so that's kind of how I got wrapped up in uh, a lot of Amish patients and I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and that's awesome that, you were able to give that guy his quality of life back for a period of time because I think if you remember, I think you told me that he, they gave him like, what was a matter of months? Like two months or so. Two yeah. months. And then you gave him almost like two years and then yeah. the quality of life on top of that's huge. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's finding where the cause is, right? Not treating the symptom, finding the cause and helping whittle that away. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's never that our body doesn't have enough to give, to heal. It's just finding that interference and helping that path. And that's tough to find sometimes. That's why it's great to have someone like yourself who, you know, dives that extra layer deeper to find those causes that we can't always see. And so now you've really focused and, and really found that niche too in helping women in their fertility. And so what does that look like for a woman who's struggling with infertility? And are there certain things that you're focusing on more? Is there certain types of infertility or is it basically the same uh, not approach I want to say, but is it like usually the same causes and you're trying to help them just build that foundation? What does that look like? Sure. So, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's always different types of causes that we could talk about. There's a lot that, you know, people are, are told, we hear it all the time, you know, it's, it's in the genetics. Um, you have some sort of hormonal disorder, you need these medications or you need IVF or IUI to try to get you to be pregnant. I, me personally, I feel like the ability to be able to get pregnant is the greatest gift from God because you're literally seeing the power of God inside you create this perfect individual in nine months. And then it comes out and boom, you've got this perfect representation of God's love, my opinion. Yeah. So what I've found, I mean, really when I, this was another one of those ones where I kind of stumbled into this and, you know, I had a friend of mine when I moved back up to Pittsburgh, she was dealing with infertility. Uh, she took out a small, um, small loan to try to pay for the IVF treatment. She was doing all these medications, doing uh, progesterone suppositories. Nothing was working at all for her. And I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's see what I can do here. So I remember we tested her. We did a hormonal test on her. Um, it's called the Dutch Complete. It does basically all the female hormones and metabolites. And the, the really important thing is it also takes a look at the stress response and sees what's happening. So we got her test back and her adrenals were just chaotic they're all over the place i'm like wow i'm like all right so let's talk on this what's going on you know at, at bedtime you know you're not you're not doing a real good job of falling asleep your cortisol is too high what's going on well her husband fought overseas he has ptsd so every night it was almost like clockwork he would wake up thinking that she was a terrorist in the bed and he would try to come after her and her cortisol boom would go through the roof I'm like, wow, that, that kind of sucks. So let's see what we can do to try to figure out how to allow your body to cope with those stresses besides obviously, you know, talking to him. So we were able to get her on a couple of just some herbal, basic herbal things, uh, calm down her stress response. And I remember getting a text message from her. She was like, I'm so sorry. And sent me a picture of her test. And she was pausing. I'm like, what the heck are you sorry for? She was like, well, it's only been two months. I know you wanted to get me into a detox at month three. So I didn't get a chance to get to the detox. I'm like, well, like that was the goal. Like we were trying to get you to that end goal of becoming pregnant. So we did it. So we just supported her real lovingly throughout the pregnancy. And she had a super healthy kid named Hunter. 
just about a month uh, older than um, than our son. So that's one of the things. So we'll see stress a lot of the times. Huge, huge, huge correlation with that. Uh, and for anybody who's out there and they're dealing with infertility, the advice that I give anybody across the board is never tell anybody that you are trying to get pregnant. Never do that because that just puts a timetable stamp on you and people are constantly going to be coming after you and wondering what's wrong with you and why hasn't it worked. And that's going to shoot your stress off. Mm. Number two, and I know you work with this too, gut health and, and just poor, poor diets and people not getting the nutrients that they need. So we have gut infections. You know, we have a lot of, a lot of babies that are born with cradle caps. So mom had some yeast overgrowth in the digestive tract. Parasites can block that. Uh, mold, mold toxicity. There's a, there's a mycotoxin called mycophenolic acid that if that goes high, it causes miscarriages in women. So there's a lot of these things that kind of wrap into it, but I would say the number two or the two top things would be the stress and the hormonal side of things and then gut health are some of the most common reasons why women deal with infertility and then even past the infertility go in with the, the miscarriages, which can be even more detrimental, you know, for that second attempt. Absolutely. I mean, that's got to be probably one of the worst things for some of these women is to go through that aspect and give up their, you know, their, their hope is high and, and they're excited and all these possibilities. And that's a really tough one. And so that, but then lead that's back, leads us back into the stress, right? Mm -hmm. And sure. then it can maybe be more difficult for that woman to get pregnant again, because it takes some time to grieve and the stress that goes around that. So yeah. what are some things that you recommend women starting off if they are struggling with infertility? Like what would be the first steps that they need to start to work on for themselves so they could maybe start to implement today mm -hmm. to start to at least start to set themselves up for success. Sure. So, I mean, just, I'll start with some free stuff, you know, just, just get the diet under control. Um, and remember that about 40 to 50% of infertility cases also involve the husband. So don't forget, it's not just on you because a lot of women will do that. They'll put all of the stress on themselves. They have to have the husband on board as well. So eliminate the inflammatory things. I'll, I'll usually go with eliminating gluten. Um, eggs can sometimes be inflammatory for a lot of people. Uh, dairy, soy, and corn. Eliminate those things. See how your body does. Cut down on the sugars so that way you can work on rebalancing your insulin. And that can be some pretty profound things just in diet. Get some exercise in there as well. Try to shed some of the excess body fat if you have some on. It uh, doesn't cost you anything to go walk outside or just do some body weight exercises and then work on stress relieving techniques. So if you have something stressful, don't just ignore it. Try to take it head on. Figure out how you can make your body cope with that stress better, whether it's work or in traffic. I like to listen to worship music while I'm driving so that way I don't get angry in Pittsburgh when I'm driving. So there's these little tips and tricks. Meditation works really well to just calm down the overactive adrenal response and that can be one of the things that, again, has a very profound impact on your chances of being able to get pregnant and then hold it full term. What kind of correlation do you see between just women and their sleep and these okay. problems with their hormone balances? Because one of the things that I see a lot is, man, one of the biggest struggles that people face when they're trying to do things like lose weight, balance those hormones, is their sleep, right? They're not sleeping and they're trying to do all these other things. They're trying to eat the best food. They're trying to change their diet. Uh, but this they're missing that piece. It's allowing them to get deep sleep and like it is, they can't lose the weight. Their hormones are all out of whack. So what do you see with that? Oh, I love it. I love that you brought that up. So that's huge. So that's definitely one of the things we try to talk about as well. And you'd be surprised just asking the question, what time do you go to bed at night? 
it, I mean, you'll hear 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, or I get it. Sleep is one of the, the biggest deficiencies, I would say, in the United States today. So what do I see? Just like you talked about. So you're going you're gonna to automatically, if you're awake, think of cortisol like energy. Cortisol is going to go up. If cortisol goes up, you're going to be inflamed long term. If you're inflamed, then your body's going to start going into uh, basically dealing with some insulin resistance. If you stay in that insulin resistance spot, then that's typically going to push you into PCOS, which is going to damage your cycle. And then that stress is going to carry over into the day. And then you'll have something called a pregnenolone steal. So pregnenolone steal, which is where if you're stressed out, pregnenolone is your mother hormone that gives hormones down to everything in the body. Pregnenolone goes to progesterone, which is what makes you cycle and allows you to be able to get pregnant and stay pregnant. And then if you're stressed, it'll actually pull from pregnenolone to progesterone, progesterone to cortisol, and you'll stay over there. And so you'll just keep shuttling all of your hormones over there. So stress is huge, you know, trying to get into bed, get asleep by, you know, 930, 10 o'clock, the latest to get to sleep. And when you're talking about foods, this is an interesting fact you might know as well, is that when you have that high cortisol response and you're not sleeping, you're going to automatically, without even realizing it, you're going to be craving bad foods because it makes you feel good. And there's these things called casomorphines that gives you this morphine-like rush that allows you to compensate for your lack of sleep which just makes you more inflamed, which makes you have worse sleep, and then it becomes a vicious cycle again. Yeah, that's, that's the cycle because people think, hey, you know what, I'm dealing with it. I'm doing okay. I'm surviving. They go on for like years in these cycles. And yeah, your body is very resilient for yeah. sure, but eventually it's going to catch up. And when it does, it crashes. And when it crashes, I mean, sky's yeah. the limit for what that creates, whether that be you know, cancer, autoimmune disease, heart attack, whatever that might be. So that's key. And the other thing too, what about, you mentioned this a little bit, but how about fat, getting the good fats? Because, you know, probably there's some women that maybe they just need to get their body healthier. Maybe that includes losing weight and getting their body healthy that way. But I feel like there might be some women that you come across that they're, they're, they're skinny, right? They maybe look healthy, but they're not getting good fats and they're starving their body. And so let's talk about the fats a little bit. How does that play in? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it is, I would say nowadays it's getting a little bit better because people are hearing about like the ketogenic diet. So that curiosity kind of starts coming out a little bit and they're like, what is this whole fat thing? So knowing that your sex hormones are made out of fat and if you're, well, they're made out of cholesterol, cholesterol is made out of fat. So if you deprive goofy fats, especially fish oils, things of that nature, you're not going to give the building blocks to your hormones. And so you need that for anti-inflammatory properties, for gut healing properties, for hormonal properties, for brain health properties. It's huge. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely approaching that, getting more. I love the, to me, I love the paleo autoimmune diet. I think it's fantastic. You get some really good um, proteins, fats, and very low carbs and more veggies and things. Um, that's usually my go-to. But yeah, getting healthy fats is going to be important and making that a part of every one of your meals. And people notice a very quick change when you add healthy fats in pretty quickly. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so for you, when you're working with a woman who's dealing with these infertility issues, what are kind of the steps that you would take them through? Sure. So, I mean, I would do a full health history. I have um, on my website, I, I have this thing that you can fill out for a free 15 minute health eval. And it does, it does this matrix on livingmatrix.com. And it'll actually rank your organ systems and what your main problems are. And that directs me to ask questions 
what are the triggers that cause these certain symptoms? You know, what are the causes? And then what tests would I want to potentially run? So my whole thing is I don't, I don't like to guess on things. I'd rather be able to figure out, you know, definitively and have concrete evidence. Maybe it's just the male brain in me. I need to see the evidence, <laughs> but I, I would do things just as simple as doing like a stool test. If somebody's having, uh, you know, dietary issues, bloating issues, there's a lot of underlying or subclinical infections that go on in the body that people don't, aren't aware of. Uh, and then obviously you want to take a look in and, and dive into the hormones, you know, ask about the cycle or is there heavy bleeding? Is there painful cramping? How long has this been going on? What's your history on birth control, et cetera. And it gives me kind of a template for what I want to test. And then based off the tests, I'm able to give protocols to get results from that. Now, how would you go about testing someone for their hormones if they weren't even cycling? Maybe they've lost their cycle for a long time. What would you do with Perfect. that? Yeah, so there's um, there's a, a, a version of the Dutch test that I like to do. It's called cycle mapping, and it basically tracks on like a 30-day cycle more or less and don't have one. You basically are able to take samples every day, and you'll see what your, your hormones are doing throughout the month to figure out when you're supposed to be cycling, and then you can actually work on trying to induce the cycle. Um, and then again, if we're dealing with stress, if I know that somebody's lost their cycle and they're stressed out of their mind, I can just do a basic salivary, you know, saliva, cortisol, DHEA panel on them, get the results back really quickly, make an impact on the stress. And usually the progesterone will refill and then they'll start to cycle again as well. Mm, awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. you know, it can be definitely a journey, right? Getting yeah. pregnant and, and getting those bodies working like they're supposed to. Uh, yeah. You know, I kind of give a rule of thumb when we're working with the body systems. It's like, hey, it's usually like a minimum of three months to get a body system working, but it can take months, a year, 18 months. It just really depends. Yeah. Um, what are some of the roadblocks you find with some of your patients that maybe keeps them from hitting their goals? Yeah. <laughs> um, drastic changes. Uh, again, dealing with, with a lot of the, Am or I'll say working with a lot of the Amish, they're, um, they're not exactly the healthiest when it comes to dietary intake. When you, when they have church, they bring in just massive bowls of, I just, envision just cheese and dairy and just horrible carbs and so they'll say you know i i take the supplements all all the time except for on sundays or i'll avoid bad foods except on sundays and then that can kind of turn into well now it's sunday and monday and now it's sunday monday tuesday um so that can be an issue you know staying on track um the spouse and i mean spouse is huge you both want to and have to be involved in this whole process because it's not always easy and you'll have days where maybe the husband gets down and the wife has to pick the husband back up and say, listen, you know, I say you can't put a man-made time on a God-given event. Mm -hmm. So when people ask me, you know, like, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? That's my response. Like, listen, I'm working on making your body as healthy as possible. And when God chooses to bless you with a child, then that's, that's on him, you know? And I will say this, this example um, that question, I can give you a perfect example of what was really tough. It took me, a, I think it was a year and a half to get this couple pregnant. They both came to me at the same time. They both tested. She was a hundred percent on board. She had a bunch of infections in her gut. He didn't want to test anything. He tested his food allergies and was like, ah, I'm just, I'm just going to do my own thing. He was drinking pop and like Mountain Dew and all this stuff. So she was working really hard, which was working on her hormones, but him not working was stressing her out, which we talked about would damage her hormones further. So I had to have like a heart to heart with him. Like, listen, give me some time, work with me on this and we'll see what happens. 
he ended up doing a complete 180 and went out in the woods for seven days and did a seven day fast where he was just out in the woods and trying to reconnect with God. He came back like 20 pounds lighter and was like, let's do this. So with working on the two of them together, they had the ups and downs where if she was on board then she would get depressed because her sisters or, you know, people in the community were getting pregnant. She's like, like, when is it going to be my turn? It's just so hard. And then eventually, um, we had a, we had a zoom call and I do a lot of telemedicine and these guys don't usually use zoom and he gets on the phone and he's like, I need to talk to you. We need to figure out what we need to do next. Like this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the heck? Like this guy changed overnight. What happened? So we get on there. He's, he's messing with the blinds in the background to try to get the lights like perfect. I'm like, what in the heck is going on? So he comes up and he's like, I, I just need to talk to you face to face. It's the easiest way I can do it. We just need to know what to do next. And they pulled up a little onesie and they're like, we're pregnant. I'm like, Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Like, so what do we do now? Like, this is fantastic. So there's all these stories, but I mean, those would probably be some of the hardest things is the time frame is definitely the hardest. Everybody wants it immediately because they're seeing people get pregnant around them. Mm-hmm. And then heaven forbid, if they have had a miscarriage in the past, it's very tough mentally for them. Even if they do get pregnant or they're scared to get pregnant because of what happened previously. Um, and then the spousal, the spouse has to be on board to be able to help them through the tough times. And it goes both ways. That's huge. I think that's huge in a lot of areas of health, whether it be trying yeah. to get pregnant or just whatever thing they're working on. when you have that support system, man, it makes the success rate so much easier than if you have someone always nagging at you or trying to pull you away or, you know, it's not being supportive. It's, it's, it's tough for people. It's like, that's, that's gold yeah. right there. So, uh, Dr. Jock, how can people get a hold of you? Like if they want to reach out, get, do that free consult. Like what, what does that look like? Can you give us a couple of uh, resources? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, you can find me on, on uh, Facebook structured chiropractic is my office name. You can go to Dr. Jock Moser, uh, com, uh, which that link will probably be in the podcast. Otherwise, yeah, I'll put the I links there. My name. Yeah. yeah. I try to spell my name over this. People might screw it all up. Um, that's the easiest way to get right into, you know, the free 15 minute healthy vow. Um, it'll take some time for you to fill out, but it'll be the most thorough intake form you've ever taken out in your life. Um, but yeah, if you find me on, on either there or on Facebook, if you direct message me, Instagram, I'm on there too. Um, just direct message me. I'm always willing to answer questions, especially on this topic, because I mean, really just to wrap it, like this is near and dear to my heart too, because my wife was told that she wasn't going to be able to get pregnant because she had uterine fibroids. The January before I met her, she had a uterine fibroid removed and the doc said she wasn't gonna be able to get pregnant. So we worked on her hormones, got her pregnant, and then she just got just bombarded with calls. You talk about stress, man. The surgeon called her and told her that she needed to schedule an emergency C-section at 37 weeks. And I kid you not, or else your uterus will explode. And that wasn't the first time we heard it. We were like, what the heck? So we ended up having a home birth because why not, right? Yeah. So we had, we had our son in the kitchen. She, I was feeding her popsicles and water. We had an awesome kid. I adjusted him while he was still attached. Maybe I'm weird. I love it. And we have our next one on the way. So awesome. I know the struggles. It's Again, it's near and dear to my heart. I don't think anybody should ever have to deal with not being able to experience, you know, going through pregnancy and having a kid. I think it's phenomenal. No, absolutely. So no, that's great, man. So congratulations on the new one Thanks. coming. Yeah, and uh, to finish up here, I wanted to ask you one question. I asked all my guess this is what does living to your fullest potential mean to you? I think living to your fullest potential, what that means is say tomorrow 
I want to go and challenge myself or, you know, I've done bodybuilding competitions in the past, but if I set my mind to something, having no physical or mental limitations to be able to achieve that, I think that's, that's my definition of that. That's awesome. Well, Doc, I appreciate having you on today and giving us your knowledge and your background on this really sensitive and very key issue that, that so many people are dealing with right now. So uh, make sure everyone, you guys get those resources. I'll put those on the links below on the podcast notes. And uh, we look forward to seeing you around soon, Doc. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Doc. Yep. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. To get this and other episodes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. 